This war represents a failure to listen. Release your anger. Only your hatred can destroy me. Something terrible has happened. I find your lack of faith disturbing. Anger, fear, aggression, the dark side of the force I made. Let the past die. Kill it if you have to. No, no, you're still holding on! Let go! Biggest problem in this universe is nobody helps each other. That's how we're gonna win. Not fighting what we hate. Saving what we love. Hello, and welcome to Who Shot First, a Star Wars controversy podcast. I'm your host, Alex. And I'm your other host, Ethan. And today we are having a very special day because we are celebrating Star Wars Podcast Day. So we are part of a bunch of Star Wars podcasts that are getting together and releasing an episode on this special day. And it is a special day because 23 years ago, today, the on the 7th, of february a star wars podcast called jedi talks came out and they released their the first star wars podcast so in honor of that we are releasing an episode today so you can find all the other people with hashtag star wars podcast day or hashtag swpd 2022 and this is our second year we did this last year too so yes Awesome. So let's get us started. This is where the fun begins. Our controversy today is going to be a little bit of a touchy subject because there is there is discord on both sides of how this went. Uh, and it is a relevant topic because the show is still going on. Our, the last episode, we're going to date the, date the podcast, but the last episode will be coming out Wednesday of Book of Boba Fett. And we are talking about how the Tuscan tribesmen were used in, or were portrayed, not necessarily portrayed, used, yeah. portrayed in yep. uh, the Book of Boba Fett episodes one through three, because they have not, they're, they're out after one through three. Yep. So, Ethan, what do you know about this controversy so far? Uh, so... The contra- this controversy stems kind of from the the idea of the Tuscan Raiders being portrayed as savages, but then having this having another sort of uh, white savior come along to to try to teach them or teach them uh, and sort of not modernize, but but. Uh, Humanize them. Humanize them. Thank you. Yes, humanize them. And and so the discussion being there. Well, is it really a white savior because Tamor Morrison is not white and has his own tribal uh, upbringing, and just sort of how the Tuscans were sort of portrayed overall. Correct. And and yes, so I would I very much agree that that is yep. It is how they were portrayed because yep. Is it uh? Is it were they portrayed well? And also, there's the, so there's people who say that yes, they were tra- portrayed really well. Then there's other people that say they were portrayed really poorly. And in the poor sense, there are two 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 camps because the first camp is that as Ethan brought up of like is Tamaris Morrison kind of humanizing this tribe as this kind of noble savage? Are we finding that out? And then. The other side of that coin is there are people who say that they were literally just a plot device 
and not used mm. in any uh there there was they were there only to move Tamora Morrison's character forward and once they no longer could do that they were eliminated. Right, killed off. Yep, killed off. Yep. So, Ethan, would you like to start us off with our first issue or about the no- Tuscans as noble savages? First of all, Ethan, yep. uh, do you have you heard of the noble savage trope in in movies in Hollywood? Uh, I guess not. I mean, n- no, just not. No, okay, not specifically. That's, that's fine. All right, that's perfect because then I can I can explain it a little bit. Uh, sure. So the noble savage. So Ethan, have you seen movies such as like Dances with Wolves? Yes. Okay, that is a a very particular. Uh, noble savage where you look at the Native Americans and these tribal, the, the Tuscans were portrayed as natives of the planet. Like they literally used a phrase land back that has never yes. been used in Star Wars about taking their land back from people that had taken it. Right. So colonizers, back from colonizers because they were there first. And so it is, is the, the noble savage trope comes from that they are they are savages in that they are uncivilized and that they are they they don't know what's good for them and so if you the you only get to know them and they become noble when another character be that Kevin Costner as a white savior or in this case possibly uh, Tamora Morrison coming in and getting to know them and showing us that they are not just crazy, hate everybody raiders, as they've been known in the past of Tuscan raiders. They're not Tuscan raiders. They are people, and they actually have a noble upbringing. They're still uncivilized, so we still call them savages. But they are—they have noble needs. They have noble. They are. They have a reason for doing what they do. Yes. Okay. That makes, I mean, that makes a lot of sense. And so that is where it becomes, some people have brought up that it is Star Wars, that he, that, that we learned about the Tuscans and we learned that they were not, they, they, cause they raided and it says, he, they say that they raid and they say that they raid because they need water, because they, they raid because they have to. It is not, they want to. It is because things have been taken from them and issues the 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 desire and they they have no land and their land is being encroached upon, which again is literally Native Americans. There this this is literally a Western. Yes. And throughout the show, like just a broader strokes, Book of Boba is making out like a Western. Like a a classic Western. Hundred percent. And so with that. There are issues with people because they are there and it humanizes. So, so people say it is okay, but it also, but it humanizes. Uh, so according to the book of Boba Fett review from escapist magazine by Darren Mooney, he talks about how it humanizes a species that previously existed as a collection of science fiction fantasy stereotypes rooted in the colonial cliche of the savage and the native. 
It's a welcome example of Favreau using his fascination with the lore of Star Wars to engage with and update longstanding oversight. So we get to see them and get them humanized a lot more in this these three episodes. And we get to know them. And so they are no longer viewed as those terrible people who are trying to always hurt Luke. And from back and when he just comes, there's, oh, it's the, they are hiding their numbers. They just come and they're, they take yeah. things. And especially, or, and even with Anakin too, just. They, exactly. They oh, exactly with yeah. Anakin. That yeah. is a big thing. Thank you for bringing that up, Ethan, because there have been a number of problematic articles that came out after that episode or about after this this arc where people were saying book of boba fett is making me feel uncomfortable about attack of the clones yes so this exactly like as soon as as soon as you watch that episode and then if you were to watch attack of the clones right after uh that that scene is would be a lot is a lot more brutal to watch and really paints anakin in a much worse light of just there's the justification for i mean yes he's angered by the death of his mother but the it just uh it becomes a lot more heartbreaking at least in my opinion and that's where a lot of people say that that's that's kind of the issue and that's why it's a good thing that this came out because some people most most of those articles are like kind of complaining that you're like wow i feel weird about anakin slaughtering all these people and what I think these episodes point out of like, you always kind of should have felt weird about it. It's kind of opening up a blind spot that kind of people had, again, with these noble savages. They were viewed as savages at the time. It's you're like, oh, they're not human. We don't care about them. They're they, yeah, they, dispendable, they, expendable. They're dispendable, expendable. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. But in these three, three episodes, we learned that they actually care about each other. There's there's culture. There's there's history. I mean, there was a huge I I had a I got hugely emotional when they did basically the the hookah dance at the end of episode I think it was 2. Yes. Where where they initiate Boba into the tribe. Like that is that is a really cool thing and he proved himself to them and it wasn't a thing where oh he has to do like he's just better than them. He had to prove himself to them to like, hey, you, we can trust you and you can be part yeah. of this, this, this tribe. So this is, this is beneficial. And there's another article uh, written by a Native American author named Jordan Mason, who I actually follow on Twitter. So, hey, shout out Jordan. He wrote an article about the representation of the Tuscans in Book of Boba. And he talked about it from his own experience as a Native American member. Uh, so he, is, he, was a, he, is a, he is a Native American. He's talked about his own experiences. And he talked about, in his article, he wrote that it is better representation than we've ever had before. And so the nomadic people of Tatooine have always been heavily influenced by indigenous cultures. But the latest Star Wars series is taking them beyond the stereotype and providing genuine representation. He also brings up that George Lucas himself said much of the Tuscan look design was based off of the Bedouins, an indigenous Arab tribe from the desert regions in North Africa. The Mandalorian 
helped pave the way in its first two seasons. Namely, we get to see them interact and engage with people beyond being raiders. While it may seem minor, the simple act of giving Tuscans the ability and time to communicate with others goes a long way towards humanizing them in the eyes of viewers, which I would very much agree with. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Jordan continues to go on and says, while they are all share many of the same cultural aspects, they are also unique, just like the many Native American tribes of the indigenous communities around the world. Because in this episode, in, in this arc, they talk about like, oh, I thought you all did this. Like, literally, Boba Fett goes, I thought you all did this. And the, the, the leader of the tribe says, that's, that's other people. That's, that's, that's another tribe. That's not us. Yeah. Which we've never gotten the idea that there were multiple tribes or that we kind of got the idea that they were, but that they were at all different. It was, they are Tuscans. Yes. It is, it is not, there, there was no differentiation. We got them wearing so many different clothes this time. It's usually, they were all just the same before. Yeah. Just the, right, we, right. Yeah, what you had met. Yes. Yes. And now we just have, now we have so many different clothes, so many different personalities. We know more about their culture, which is incredibly fascinating. Then he continues in regard, in this regard, book of Boba Fett isn't necessarily doing anything new with Tuscan's displacement story, but it is absolutely puts it in proper context. So it, it's not doing something new where in the past we've known that like the Tuscans are unhappy with where they're at. And that's why they raid the towns and stuff like that, which isn't new, but it is, it gave a lot more explanation of why they do it. Yeah. And giving them that they are doing it because they have no water. Their water has been taken by the, the, the colonizers, the moisture farmers, moisture they, farmers. the moisture farmers have, have basically dried up the planet and because it used to be a big, huge ocean and it's been dried up. So they, they do it out of necessity. It is not because they like raiding, which I think is what a lot of people got the impression of, which a lot of people had the impression of, of Native Americans in Hollywood and stuff like that, of, oh, Stagecoach, the, the movie Stagecoach. It's the, the Native Americans are attacking the Stagecoach because they want to. It's never yeah. because they're trying to get their land back. It's because they're bad. Yeah, it's not out of desperation and a need to survive. It's because that they're just bad, they're evil. Yeah. Right. And so, yes, so this kind of puts that into context. So these are our positives, yep. And so then, from uh, Jordan continues to go on and says, from my own perspective, the final scene in the tribes of Tatooine felt like watching a Native American powwow in action. Indigenous cultures and around the world share many similarities, so it's not surprising to see that connection either. Regardless, I was floored watching it play out. So as, as a Native American, he felt a connection to the Tuscans. Yeah. Which is completely understandable because of what they have had to deal with and how it is being portrayed and how he has felt as a Native American and moving and feeling those interactions and how, how whites and America have taken the land from Native Americans. And so it's again, it's he, you, it's representation. We talk about this a lot, but it's yeah. it's representation. We're getting representation where it has not been in the past. 
Right. And yeah, and the, the fact that we get that representation only to have that representation get squashed and sort of swept away is, is certainly frustrating or <laughs> imaginably frustrating for, for those, especially Native American descent. Correct. Okay, so we're gonna jump. We're you want to jump into the, the the negative part? Sounds great, because that it it, it flies that that flows well. Good. Yes. So I got a bad feeling about this. There are a bunch of people who are upset, myself included, with how the Tuscans were handled at the end of their story. The general consensus is that they were no longer needed to tell Boba's story. And I and I'm fine with that. So I want to preface that, and I don't I don't speak for anybody else, just me as a as a white male. But I I was fine that they were no longer needed for the story. My issue becomes when they're no longer needed, why kill them? Yeah. There was no explanation of why they got hurt because I actually was talking to correspondent Sarah about this uh, the other night, right after we watched uh, the the. Season episode uh, six of why did this biker gang attack the Tuscans? And the only explanation that I can sort of figure out that we discussed is that they were mad that they took their speeder bikes. That's the only like, semi rationalization that can be made. Other than that, it's just they just be. They just did. Right. Also, yeah. And I, the idea that there, here are these, you know, proud Tuscan warriors and stuff, and these got this ancestral, you know, fighting culture. And then, but if Boba Fett leaves for whatever reason, then they're doomed. Like, right. They can't, like, you come, like, the only reason if Boba Fett had been there, they would have survived. Right. Or, yeah. I, I completely agree that there's a piece of that in there. And to go with that, we just saw them take down the pikes. Yes. That's what doesn't make sense to me as well, is we just saw them take down a bloody train. Yep. And you're telling me the only reason they were able to do that is Boba Fett? Because he was there? Like, yes, I guess right. that is. But I mean, like, they are a proud people. They were, he would not have succeeded without them. So it's not like he could have taken it down the, himself. So it's they no. both work together. And then he's gone. And I think more of my issue with it, and, and some other people as well, is that it seems almost like an afterthought. It seems almost like, so Boba goes off, and he's like, I gotta go deal with this. But then he's like, oh wait, we still have to deal with the Tuscans. We have to move the story along. Oh, you mean an afterthought is in the sense of like pe the director and like storytelling of storytelling. If they're just like, all right, yeah. how do we get rid of them? How do we, gotcha. like, how do we get rid of them? It's, it's, it's not, he couldn't just be like, all right, you, uh, you have done everything for me. I've joined your tribe. I'll go off and do my own thing. And then I'll come yeah. back and visit you occasionally or whatever. They had to give him more revenge anger, which, Again, doesn't make sense to me because he already has that. He already had his family ripped away from him. He had his father killed. Yeah. 
And so you do you so you have him build up this family and you're like, haha, we're gonna build up this family and then tear it away again. It's literally just rehashing what happened with him and his father. Right. Yeah. And I I, I thought and I still think this might be a possibility, but I thought that they would have were gonna hype that. I thought that was going to lead into, okay, now my territory is being like treaded upon in in Moss Eisley. So hey, I'm gonna call my Tuscan clan in and help me wipe out the pikes. That would have been very cool. I yeah. completely agree. We could have done yeah. that, but that's and now we're we've gotten a couple episodes, we know that's not happening. And a, Correct. I completely agree that that's where the that's where the story could have gone. Yeah, and I thought that that's what they were doing. It's like, wow, okay, he's going to rule Moss Eisley with like the help of the Tuscans, which would have been so awesome because that would have helped kind of give the Tuscans a sense of like, okay, we're we're taking our land back by now being in charge and encroaching um, on yeah. their land. We're taking their yes. land, like it's our land. Yes. So we're going to kick them out or we're going to be in charge right. of them because I because yes. I don't think they would kick them out. But it's like they get to be in charge. They become in charge yeah. of the water. They like, yeah, yeah we're going to. That would have been such rent. a. Yes, that would have yeah. been such a cool story. But that I think totally. is too progressive for Disney. Yeah. There's, there's the too many is, people that would be unhappy be. with that. Yes. But the thing is, like, it shouldn't be, though, like that. No, that, agreed. It seemed like it seemed like that that scenario was right there. What a perfect opportunity, but it's like, hey, well, we, uh, maybe that's too easy. We need, we need fan service more. Like, obviously they were always going to, I knew they were always going to bring Mando back, but like, yep. Uh, and, and the thing is like, it, it's not even really a possibility anymore because he didn't, it wasn't like shown that he was talking to other tribes or the, uh, uh, I don't know. Maybe, maybe there'll be like a, oh, well. I he'll visit other tribes and be like, I was part of this tribe and they got wiped out. So band together now, but they I don't have laid the groundwork for that. They have not. And the thing that frustrated me a little bit, we talked as, as Jordan brought up earlier in the, in the article about Mando setting up that you could talk to somebody that like mm -hmm. that you could communicate. Okay. In this episode, they talk like they or in this series, they set up that, the Tuscans have taken back their land and the Pikes need to pay the Tuscans. Yeah, pay their toll. They yep. pay the toll. Mando then pays a toll in the Mandalorian. Like, that's how he gets across. So, like, they set that up to, like, that's the tribe that's still there. Yeah. But then they wipe them out. And so it's not the same yeah. tribe. So it's like how... That's... Where I was like, they, they set things up, but then they did, they, they pulled it back. So, yeah, I, again, I, I also like, they don't even show them like fighting. They don't even show them like glowing out in a blaze of glory or whatever. Like maybe they were like vastly outnumbered and there was no way for them to win, but at least they were just like taking as many people as they could. It's just like, he shows up in the camps burn and that's it. Like, as if, like, yeah, as if they came in, if this, if they came in and just rolled right over them. It just, right. Yeah, it's frust frustrating. Correct. And I'm going to, that's going to lead me right into um, some comments that uh, Tamora Morrison has made. Matanki. So Tamora Morrison kind of came out and kind of defended the deaths of, of the, of the, the, the Tuscans. Tuscan, yeah. 
of the Tuscans um, and stating basically that their portrayal was uh, was better than it could have been. So similar to what Jordan said, of it is better. And Jordan, I want to I want to preface that Jordan in his set, in his article states that it is not perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, it is the portrayal of Native Americans is not, and the Tuscans is not perfect in this show. And he was not saying he was again just saying of like it was powerful seeing steps in the right direction. And so um, we, I want to preface that, but Tamora Morrison responded stating to the controversy of like how they were kind of taken out. He stated that their portrayal was better than it, ha- than it was in the films. Uh, then I read the script. Then I read in the so he So he says their portrayal is better. Then I read in the script, we were throwing bodies just on the fire, and I was going, oh, hang on. We got to put a bit of ceremony into this. They are indigenous of the Sands of Tatooine, and I was creating a little bit more history about their own culture. And I was pulling from my own culture. In a way, in terms of the ceremonies, in preparing the warrior and preparing a weapon. And Boba has never experienced a real family before, with the young Tuscans and the old Tuscans, and protecting their land. So what he says there, and I don't think he realized he gave away the game, but I don't know. I don't know if you noticed in there. He said he changed the way they portrayed the Tuscans. Yeah, he changed the way that they were going to kill the Tuscans. Yes, the Tuscans were dead, and he gave them ceremony when they were dead, and he said, "Hey, we have to give. <laughs> there has to be more ceremony to this because the way that it was already it was written." It was just going to be he's throwing them on the fire. Yeah, just toss them on there. Just yeah. like in A New Hope. Yeah, yep. Except that wasn't with Tuscans. That was uh, the Jawas. The Jawas. But it's, it's, it's along those lines. And he's kind of giving the way the game. Who wrote this episode? White people. I think Dave Filoni wrote it. Dave Filoni. He? But I'm just like, but, yeah. I, I don't, but, but white people, there's not representation. It's just, yeah. oh, they're there. Get they're, they're, they're a plot device. Move it on. And literally you have a person of color saying, hey, we have to treat this better. Yeah. This is what representation means. This is why you need people of color in the writing room. Right. I suppose at least on the bright that they, that they, they heeded that. They, they took that advice and was like, okay, yes. It wasn't like, I mean, at least they didn't brush it off. or saying like he, he brought this to their attention and, and they... And they did that, but you're right. Representation, of course, uh, at the be- at the start would be would be better. Well, correct, because Tamora Morrison is a respected actor in the Star Wars universe. He is this show. Oh yeah. So he can say stuff like that. He can go, "Hey, we need to treat this better," and they're not going to go, "Okay." They're not going to go, "You're fired." <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> there are a lot of other people of color that I'm sure actors that say, hey, my character is not being portrayed well here. And if they bring that up, they'll go, we'll get somebody who won't talk back. Good point. And or if not that, they're at least afraid of it because there is that prejudice in Hollywood. If you want to oh, pretend yeah. there isn't, you're lying to yourself. <laughs> right. But then continuing on, Morrison states. He hopes that all that all what he just said came across. He acknowledged that they were rushed filming that scene. I think it was in the staging and things like that. The staging of it all. 
Morrison said, we were running out of time. And to me, that just speaks volumes of you're willing to cut corners here, but not elsewhere. Yeah. Like, this is a big moment in representation, and this is where you want to cut the corner. Yeah, right. This is, again, this is where people of color in the room would help, because they would be, hey, this is not going to come off as, as good. This is not going to come off well. Yeah, absolutely. Because I'm not saying, I'm not trying to say that Dave Filoni and, and John Favreau are racist or whatever. No. Like, they are not outright racist. They have blind spots. Every white person has it. I have it. Yeah. Everybody has it. Okay? They have them. You need people of color there to tell you, hey, this is a blind spot. Right. Because with that representation, this to me is a massive blind spot. It is, they are no longer necessary for the story, and so we kill them. Right. And yeah, to not kind of be aware maybe of, of, of the impact that has on someone who is Native American or, or right, witnessing that. If they had gone that way, to see the blatant disregard for, for them at the end, yeah, I understand. How, I can understand how that would be frustrating her and men and bad. Yeah, and I think that's where the piece is. And I just, I, I hate that Tamora Morrison is in this position because he has done so much for culture and representation in star wars and i just i hate seeing him kind of being put in a rock and a hard place of he has to toe the company line and try to defend things and i'm and i and i don't necessarily think that he disagrees with them but it's just like i don't you i don't want i hate that i hate that there are people that oh I put a lot of work into this, and so people are critiquing it, and so I have to defend it. And you're like, mm-hmm. no, you can critique something, because I will say, I have a lot of critiques of the Book of Boba Fett show. I'm still enjoying it. Like, I still like yeah. it. I still like Star Wars, but, like, that's why I critique it, is because I like it. If I didn't like it, I wouldn't watch. Right. And so it's that you have to defend anything. And, I, and that's where I just, you, sometimes you mess up. And this, and unfortunately, Disney is messing up more and more when it comes to representation. Yeah. And you, you need to fit, you need to get people of color in the room that I can't, if that is the one thing that comes out of this episode, you need people of color in the room. Yeah, absolutely. It seems, you're right. It seems like kind of a no brainer that you would have people in the room of color and, and Native American descent. And the fact that there isn't is is surprising, especially when when you're as a company are trying to come out as being more progressive and trying to incorporate more representation of of minorities and ethnicity. Right. And Ethan, you brought this up in our last episode when we talked about whitewashing the whitewashing of the Bad Batch. You you were surprised that like why don't they have somebody of that descent in the room to talk and. As a consultant. Yes. And I agree with you completely. Of like, how do you not have somebody there from the community that can... Right. Especially if you're going to use that culture to you in your show and to promote your show. 
And it's interesting too, because I mean, they, in different Disney projects, they have done that. Like when the Pixar movie soul was being made, created, yep. produced, yep. they had people from the black culture in the room telling them like, it's kind of explaining, okay, well, this is how we sort of would interact with each other and, and conversations being had in certain locations. Like they had, and how important music is. And yeah, yeah. Yes. They had people kind of guiding them while making this movie. And it's like, that makes a lot of sense. So why wouldn't you have that in every scenario? It's all owned by the same company. <laughs> there, I think, lies the rub. And I, I, I think that like Soul was aimed at the African-American community. It was designed of, hey, we're doing representation, so we're going to bring in somebody that is a representation. There, the other projects that they've had where they have the other people of the culture they're trying to use, they bring in people. This is Star Wars. They're not deliberately trying or like deliberately trying to represent a culture. That's my opinion on it. I think it's uh, you should. I hmm. completely agree with you that they should have a person in the room every time. Yeah, And I think they are just like, oh, we only need them in the room when we're specifically trying to harness that culture and, yeah. you, and exploit that's that. It. Yeah, that's interesting. So I think that's where, that's where my thoughts on it are. So, I mean, I agree. I think we're coming to, uh, we're wrapping, I think we're wrapping up here, but the idea is that, yes, it was better representation than in the past up until a point. Right, so but so better better representation, but still have the same kind of anticlimactic outcome, or the same sort of like, well, you built this up as being so great and so inclusive, or or, or just representation, only to then have it just be crushed and <laughs> sort of swept away, like every kind of other plot device, I guess. I don't. No, I would agree. It's something along. And that. yeah, unfortunately, I think that's that's. What's going on right now in Star Wars, unfortunately, and 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 Lucasfilm, and I mm -hmm. I think they need to figure it out because they keep doing this with the times that they're trying to be representative. They're like, "Hey, we're being representative," and then something happens, and then they don't take a stand with it. They don't follow through. It it it. They don't they they set it up of like we're getting there, we're getting there, and then they're like, and cut you off at the knees. Yeah. It's they I mean they've done it with Gina Carano, they've done it with our the Star Wars Eclipse. There there still is no no comment yes. on that. And I'm just like, how can you there's so many people that are upset about this and are blacking out that game. Hashtag blackout Star Wars Eclipse. And they still haven't commented on it. They're tr again trying to pretend it doesn't didn't is it's going to go away. They did it with unwhite unwhitewash the bad yeah. batch. They still haven't commented, and we have another season that's coming out. We don't know what's going to go on with it. Are they just going to ignore it? Mm-hmm. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if they if <laughs> if they either ignored it or they have Echo go through a Becta. <laughs> process to oh my gosh that would uh, be ridiculous um, yes got, like, um, no yeah but it's yeah. it's just it's that kind of thing we're just like you they they are they're in a conundrum and they seem to be in a cycle of self damage 
Like, they keep trying to, like, we are representative of everyone, and we are for representation. And then they get a chance to prove it, and then they don't. Yeah, they botch it. It's all, li- exactly. It's all lip service. And they wonder why, like, why is, why mm-hmm. do people think we're representative? Because you say you are, you get, you put out the, the, the gay pride post in during pride month and, and everything. And, and you do all that, but then when the chips are down, you fold. Oh yeah. <laughs> or we'll give you, right. We'll give you one second. Yes. Yeah. Right. Uh, that we can cut out. Kiss. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yes. Yep. Yeah. So it's it's fascinating. We'll see what happens, and uh, I'm I'm excited to see. I'm interested. I won't say excited. I'm interested to see where this goes, and how things. Right, because there's only one episode left. Well, yes, but that's not that with Book of Boba. Yes, we'll find out what happens with that. I, I'm interested to see where it goes. The end for you, my master. If you would like to send us an email at that uh, or get in contact with us at all, we are at who shot one SW pod on Twitter, and then we are who shot first SW pod at gmail.com. So that is who shot first SW pod at gmail.com, and on Twitter at who shot one SW pod. So I think that's going to wrap us up. Uh, Ethan, thank you very much for having this, this conversation with yes. us, with me. And yeah, absolutely. I know it's tough. They, they seem tough, but they're important. They're super important. So Certainly. yes, I think that is, I think we're, we're good. And so we will all see you again soon and happy star Wars podcast day. And yes, happy Star Wars podcast. Day. So we will all see you again later. See you again. Never tell us the odds. Never tell us the odds. Never tell me the odds. People are counting on us. The galaxy is counting on us. Solo, we'll figure it out. We'll use the force. That's not how the force works. Oh, really? You're cold?